Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Detaya along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here till 8 o'clock tonight. He's here each and every Monday night, Mr. Dave Hilbert from the Silver Slipper. Dave, thanks so much for joining us, bud. Uh, great to be here, man. Great to be here. Uh, exciting uh, games uh, football-wise this oh, weekend. Oh man, it was man. it was woo, crazy. I mean, it just it shows how yeah how good a uh, how special a good kicker is too, man. Whoa, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, do, uh, do, do, do you make it or you miss oof. it? I mean, uh, you the know, one the forty nine has got he's sort of shaky too. Uh, I mean, I know they won the game. But, man, Moody, he's sort of shaky. Well, and, and the one thing, think the teams that are available. Now, it can happen because you're a human being. But you know who's the greatest kicker in NFL history? He's kicking right now for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike, uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, now, think about all the teams that are left. I don't know about our kicker. And then wide right Buffalo. And then you got a rookie kicker with the Packers. But the one thing about the Ravens, and that, okay, that, that, that's, look it up. That's not an opinion. He's the greatest kicker. Percentage-wise, yeah, ever. In, in NFL history. We love Martin Anderson, the great Dane with the Saints. Jan football, football. Stenerud, Jan all Stenerud, those guys. All but I'm telling you, uh, that's why, that's one thing that's the, a Ra plus. the Ravens have to their advantage. And, and I will say this, the Chiefs kicker, Butker, is a really good kicker, too, now. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. not on that level of, of Tucker, but man, he's he's really good compared to some of the other guys that you see uh, coming up to the ball. Dave, uh, NBC Sports has just posted this that uh, the NFL divisional playoff telecast was the most watched NFL divisional playoff telecast in 30 years. NBC says its coverage of the Lions Buccaneers average. 40.4 million people across the NBC digital platforms. And who was number one in the TV market? Think about getting this type of share. Detroit with a 40.5 rating. Wow. Mm. Well, if you live in Detroit, you're watching the damn game. I would uh, think you are. Uh, you, you ain't going to trouble. Now, I always say in South Louisiana, uh, you know. Uh, you ain't going to uh, cut grass. Yeah, uh, cut grass or you're going to run errands. No, uh, you're not shoveling snow. I'm going to shovel snow after the game. Uh, I'm going to watch what's happening right now with my lines. I mean, uh, that, that's unbelievable. 40.4 average viewership. And that's man, why I always, NFL say, is king. always say this. You know, some people might not say, I don't like the way the pro game's going. Okay. And uh, do, you like, do you like football? Do you like pro football? You know what? I, I have, like, uh, at least a handful of texts. And you said, Bobby, uh, you know, I love college football, I love pro football. But when you look at the athletes who are actually playing, it's like unbelievable how uh, the talent level in the NFL level versus college. So that's why I truly appreciate pro football, because it is the best of the best. And you look at those numbers. And people want to watch uh, the rich get richer when all said and done. Yeah, because they're going to pass that collection plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, 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 that don't end, Dave. You no, know that. You no, got man. Amazon, everybody involved. Peacock, uh, because, everything. Because uh, they look at those numbers. They tell everybody a little bit about what's happening here at the Silver Slipper. Well, we got a real big weekend. We're giving away a Bronco this uh, Saturday night coming up at 9 p.m. 
And, uh, of course, you can watch the uh, games here on Sunday. And then coming up in February, it's going to be a huge second week of uh, February with, with the uh, Super Bowl. We'll have those football squares out here on February 11th. And uh, we have the King Cake giveaway on Tuesday, February 13th. And we have our well, our 17th annual Pick a Rose promotion on Valentine's Day, the 14th. You got to make sure A Bear get that rose. Yeah, we're gonna we're getting we're getting rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> make yeah. sure. Uh, the, 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 the last time I, I gave that uh, to Joey's better halves. So <laughs> I, 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 I think I got to give that to my wife this year. Yeah, this year you got to keep that rose, Bob. <laughs> And then, we, of course, we have the uh, WWL show here every Monday all the way through the Monday after the Super Bowl. Dave, uh, w- when you look at it all, man, you know, Detroit and the run that they've made, you know, they sort of the Cinderella story. Yeah. And, and exactly. to see them get to that point, man, you, even though you might not pick them to win, you really pull for them. It, it's hard not to when you see everything that has happened with that Lion franchise uh, throughout the years. But one thing that is certain is how that division next year with the Packers, with the Lions, we'll see what happens with Minnesota and that quarterback spot. And I think an improved Bears team and how that will shape out. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, Dave, when I think about this, okay, you look at the quarter. Everybody looks at the quarterbacks. Usually you get too much glory or too much blame like with the head coach. Okay, I've thought about this, and uh, I mean, it's not a rational thought, but I never have rational thoughts. Uh, So when I think about (laughs) what if you put Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson on the 49ers or the Lions? Okay, look, I like Jared Goff because I was more that type quarterback. I I, I, I even look at Brock Purdy. Uh, That was like kind of my style. But I'm looking at the level of Lamar Jackson, okay, and, and where he's at right now. Now, now the Mike, when you think about that, or Pat Mahomes, what if they were on the 49ers? Now, think about this. Mike, so, so what if they're the 49ers or the Lions, those two teams? Well, I know would, who to bet on. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. I mean, because you look at the roster. A lot like the 49ers. Listen, Brock Purdy is outstanding, and Al Shanahan gets the most out of him. But I think he'd get the most out of if he had Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes on that team. It wouldn't be fair for the NFL. But that, that's what makes the NFL, I think, such a good watch. That, that You know, they got four or five teams that are up a cut. Yeah. And then what they got, what, 18 teams or 19 teams no, right uh, stuck in the middle? The middle of the pack. And that's where the Saints are at right now. That, that, that's no question. they stuck in the middle of the pack. I'm telling you right now, uh, Dave, I don't know if you agree with this or not. What if the Falcons get their quarterback situation right? Uh, and they have Belichick. I know Be- if Belichick goes to the Falcons, I know the defense will be better. I don't know about the offense. But if they get the quarterback right, look, look where Tampa Bay's at. I mean, uh, you, you, you want to think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they've accomplished. Uh, th- th- that is not a necessarily an p- opinion. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. This is where the Saints need to be. This is where the Carolina Panthers need to be. This is where whoever's in the NFC South. The Buccaneers are the only NFC team uh, now, look, in the playoffs for four straight years. Okay, now listen to what I'm telling you. Look at all, not the AFC, the NFC. The Buccaneers are the only NFC team 
in the playoffs for the fourth straight year, uh, and all of a sudden their win over the Eagles was their sixth win in the postseason during the span, uh, a, to a, a, a total uh, that, that, okay, that total right there with six wins in the postseason during that span was only behind the damn Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, it's not an opinion since 2020. So what have you done for me lately? How many times I say that? Tampa Bay is be only behind the Chiefs and what they've accomplished. That's where the Saints need to be right now. So, uh, again, that's not an opinion. That's what happened. i got to give Baker Mayfield a lot of credit. Uh, he, amen. He bet on himself that he could be that type player, and it was everything sort of meshed there with him. But, man, that – Many people, if there's 1%, 2%, maybe that thought maybe that could work. But 98% of the people in the NFL didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to work out in well, Tampa. Well, we paid, uh, the Tampa Bay paid Baker Mayfield $4 million, and we paid Derek Carr $37.5 million. Okay, well, where's the, <laughs> so where's the value well, at? The value oh, I know is well. in Tampa. Well. Now, he may cash in. After this year. No, uh, listen, a lot of Tampa Bay people think that they might not be able to keep Baker Mayfield because somebody else will pay him no, more, that, that's a no, possibility. more than the Bucks. And I'm sure Baker Mayfield's agents are putting that no, out. In, I, well, that's why you paid him that 3%. You had a real good one, too. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> bottom line is what is the market? You have to look at the market. There's never enough quarterbacks. Nope. There's never enough That's quarterbacks. That's why Kirk Cousins and Baker are going to get paid in the offseason. Hey, listen, you might not like Kirk Cousins. You might not like Baker Mayfield. There's not enough quarterbacks. You might not even like Derek Carr. But I'm not saying Derek Carr is a 37.5 million quarterback. But you know what the one thing why you need to raise your kids to be a pro football quarterback? Because Derek Carr, I know, is worth at least $20 million. Uh, he, and you might think, like, what are you talking about? No, that's the market. Think about what kind of damn job you can have and, and, and you get $20 million a year. And, I mean, that's a pretty good gig, I think. And tell Derek Carr what you told me about the outside world. Well, the outside world sucks. <laughs> uh, because, uh, because you're back to reality and you have to realize that damn lifestyle you, you want to have. It's uh, a little it, different. It changes. It changes. They yeah, tell everybody. Now, you, you can't own a private jet. You might be able to rent it, but you, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't mean you own it. Dave, tell everybody. Number one buffet. Number one buffet. Right, exactly right. Steakhouse. Number one radio show on Monday nights right here. Number one radio show, too, on Monday nights. Thank you, Dave. We Come appreciate it. Come on down Dave! to the Silver Slipper. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. And at 8 o'clock, we'll go to the Matt McMahon Show, LSU basketball head coach and talking about the success of the Tigers. Before we go to Big John in Mid-City, Bob. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, listen, Baltimore and like Detroit, is the northern version of New Orleans. You look at uh, African-American city, and you look at the population, and I look at Baltimore. Uh, you know, uh, if you're old school, you think of Johnny and I as Baltimore Colts. This caught my attention. If you look at Baltimore right now, they're going to host the AFC title game for the first time since 1971. 
You know, the, the Ravens have won a couple of Super Bowls, but they never hosted no AFC Championship game. So since uh, January 1971, when the Colts beat the Oakland Raiders on their way to the Super Bowl Championship, uh, what occurred then, but uh, the Ravens have won two Super Bowls, but Baltimore hasn't hosted an AFC game, title game since 1971 when the Colts beat the Raiders. So they've been able, you know, to win the title win on game the on the road and, 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 and be world champs. That, that's so, impressive. Uh, so, Mike, that is, you know, hostile environment. Do you take – that's why I think it's special in Baltimore right now because they have not witnessed this since 1971 when they had the old school Colts. Uh, there and to be in this type of game. Johnny Unitas playing in that Super Bowl. I no, 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 think how crazy that is, Mike. We'll be we'll go back to our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line. Go to Big John in Mid City. Big John, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Just 94 days till the NFL draft. Now, Bobby, let me see if I got your quote earlier correct. Um, physically, he's a freak of nature, but his heart pumps poo poo. Did I get that right? Oh, well, without a doubt, yeah, uh, you be, hit it. because okay. that's hard as a scout or any individual when you, uh, you know, you look at a player and you're breaking them down and you're looking at talent. Mike, you know this. How can you measure a player's heart? Uh, you cannot. The other part, too, is once he gains a little bit of fame and fortune, what that does to people. Yeah, they get fame and fortune. They I'm go, just telling uh, you, uh, it changes people. And the thing is, I'm some not, people, not everybody. I'm not playing unless I'm 100%. Yeah. Listen, uh, you should make a book uh, uh, listing sayings like that along with the outside world sucks. But, look, first of all, I, I know you guys have said this before, and we should say it again. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs is, without a doubt, the best round of the playoffs. And other than the second half of the Ravens-Texans game, uh, the other three games were absolutely fantastic displays of football. Very compelling. Uh, plenty of great storylines in, in every game. And uh, now we're going on to the conference championships, which should be probably just as compelling, if not more so, than this round. And, and you look, uh, you, you got to give congratulations to Jordan Love of the Packers and C.J. Stroud of the Texans. I know that the games didn't end the way they wanted to. It was a very disappointing note, but you know, those quarterbacks and their teams are going to be uh, have nothing but an upside going into the 2024 season. And if there's going to be a prohibitive pick to win the Super Bowl, you got to go with the Ravens here. But I think the one and only thing that people are talking about right now are the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. And, and when you see guys with grit and determination like Frank Ragnow and Almon Ross St. Brown and Derek Johnson who made that massive interception to seal the game, and the way they reflect the grit and determination of their head coach, Dan Campbell. Uh, this is one of the reasons why the hiring of the next offensive coordinator for the Saints is so crucial. Because Dennis Allen doesn't possess the fire of Dan Campbell. But since Dennis is pretty much hands-off on offense, there's room for an O.C., with some fire in his belly. And I, look, I know Greg Williams didn't wind up real well with us at the end of his career uh, with the Saints, but as defensive coordinator, he brought a lot of fire to that side of the of the ball. And you need somebody that's going to come in like like a Dan Campbell or or his offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, and really, you know, you know, get these guys on the same page and and have them pulling together because. 
you know, I know that the 49ers are the favorite to go on to the Super Bowl, but given what I saw Saturday evening in Santa Clara and Sunday in Detroit, you know, this game is going to be a knockdown, drag out affair. I think the game in Baltimore is going to be a, uh, a fire fest uh, between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but I think this game in uh, Santa Clara comes Sunday. That's going to be a real, real uh, slobber knocker, as, uh, as our late friend Hokey used to say. Now, uh, Big John, uh, looking at the NFC South and the NFC, uh, because it's a copycat lead, and where are you at? Uh, you know, we had won a uh, number of division titles in a row, but wouldn't you say right now uh, that you look at the Buccaneers where they're at? I mentioned this, uh, you know, uh, either at the top of the hour or before that. The Buccaneers are the only NFC team uh, in the playoffs for the fourth straight year. And their win when they beat the Eagles uh, with the six in the postseason victories during that span, a total that trailed only the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs since 2020. You know how Big John always say, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Uh, the Buccaneers have been pretty efficient Tom Brady and post-Tom Brady. That's not an opinion. That's what's happened. Well, look, you are you are as good as your record is. That's Bill Parcells right there. And and the fact is is that Tampa for the last several years has, has excelled in the playoffs. Now, you would say that, you know, having eight and nine records and nine and eight records and so forth, but still you're winning your division. And you can't take away the playoff victory against Philadelphia. And – Hey, Tampa played toe to toe with Detroit all the way to to the last interception. So, you got to give credit where it's due. You have to say Tampa is the top dog in the NFC South until uh, another team proves otherwise. You know, uh, Big John, uh, what is your take as far as like uh, the direction maybe Atlanta might go? Uh, because you look all within. We always look within the division. Can you win your division and you go from there? But uh, I just take the approach uh, with Bill Belichick. If he ends up uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, the only reason why I say this, because Ryan Nielsen, all of a sudden he's not part of Atlanta. He's now the defensive coordinator of Jacksonville Jaguars. That uh, that maybe could be that they they go in a direction, because I know Bill Belichick uh, is a defensive guy. And the one thing which scares me, I don't know what they could do at quarterback in Atlanta. Because we have more stability at quarterback than the Falcons do. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what's happening with Baker Mayfield. But the one thing with Belichick, I know uh, Falcons fans might say, well, finally our defense will be better. Because I guarantee you, if Bill Belichick goes to the Falcons defense uh, as the head coach for Atlanta, the defense will not suck. I guarantee the defense will be good. The other thing, too, is I can't see Bill wanting to develop a quarterback. I think he would want the veteran, and would that swing it toward a guy like Kirk Cousins? Oh, but I, well, Mike, uh, I hope Kirk Cousins don't go to Atlanta. That would be like Matt Ryan Jr. Okay, Bobby, uh, well, why are you afraid of Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan Jr.? Uh, all I know is Matt Ryan was MVP in the NFL, and they went to the Super Bowl even though they choked. Remember they choked 28 to three lead, but he still was the MVP. What was that, 15, 16? Uh, Mike, I'm telling you, there's a vision there 
with Belichick. I would not want this would be a bad case scenario for the Houdat Nation. I'm telling you, Belichick and Kirk Cousins ended up in Atlanta. Uh, that's not a good sign, I'm telling you. The offensive line is there. You yes. got two good backs. And then you the got tight Drake end London, receiver Kyle running. Pitts. Man, no, no, that, that uh, would not be good. So that's a spot to watch if Kurt decides to leave Minnesota to go to Atlanta. No, it, it, it would be uh, Matt Ryan Jr. plus, I'm telling you. And then people, all people poo-poo Matt Ryan and all. All I know is anytime you MVP in the league and you, and, and you take your team to the Super Bowl and uh, the, the, look how they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots. We have uh, the Houdat Nation. We always exploit that. And we should exploit that. But I'm telling you, that would not be good for the Saints. Two, pe- two people. <laughs> if they got Kirk Cousins... And, uh, and Belichick with Atlanta, that might be good for the Saints. I'm telling you right now. It would turn the entire NFC South on its head if uh, Bill Belichick and Kirk Cousins were to go to Atlanta. And then you already have Baker Mayfield in, in Tampa. And, and so you would have literally, I think, a three-way race for the top in that division. Big John, thanks so much uh, for the call. We really appreciate it. Even a worse scenario, somebody always brings it up to me. They always texts me about, man, what if the Falcons move up and they pick Jaden Daniels and we got to play that sucker for 10 years, twice a year? Uh, J- Jaden Daniels is uh, like uh, it's like Lamar Jackson, but a better passer out of college. Now, I mean, you would, uh, you'd uh, have to Jane. get probably to the second pick in the draft. But, man, Atlanta's got some ammunition well, and to well, do it. Jane man, Daniels. I, I'm a big believer. I'm, I'm, I'm as much a believer in Jane Daniels as Caleb Williams. Now, from a national perspective. Caleb across, is going to be the top guy. Uh, but, but I'm just telling yeah, you. I, I, mean, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, Jane Daniels is he can hang with Caleb Williams, I think. We'll be back with more second guests in our triple option feature. Yeah. Charlie Long will join us right after this break. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. And we're bringing in Charlie Long. It's our triple option feature where we give our top takes on the top stories in sports. Charlie, I'm going to throw it to you first. All right, guys. So looking at Optus stats, this kind of stood out to me. The Bills-Chiefs rivalry the last few years. Three of the last four years that the Bills have faced off against the Chiefs in the postseason, they've lost now twice in the divisional round and then once in the AFC Championship game. But Optostats had this crazy one. So last night, the Bills had rushed and passed for 180 yards, both rushed and passed, had zero giveaways and took zero sacks, had less than 30 penalty yards, had over 35 minutes time of possession, and had five separate 10-plus play drives. No other NFL team in the Super Bowl era has done all of that in the same game, regular season or postseason, and they still ended up losing. So the Bills, I mean, this ineptitude against the Chiefs, they can't get the monkey off their backs. It's really rough for them. Three of the last four years, they've lost to Kansas City in the postseason. It seems like that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady comparison is seeming a lot more apt. They just can't beat them. Missed, well, well the, 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 the worst thing in life right now, if you're a damn Bills fan, the Bills Mafia, I mean, do you see that guy crying in the end zone? I mean, in that end zone, in the stands after the game? You would have thought uh, that there was a major death in his family, whatever. But I was watching the game with T-Bob. He's probably saying, man, I've been shoveling snow for three straight days. I did my job, and you let me down. And you let me down. Uh, They they were so distraught, uh, the Bills Mafia. 
but you look at the bills and you want to talk about, think about this. It's a great accomplishment to go to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl four straight years and lost. Good. Now, gracious. the Vikings went to four Super Bowls. But and not lost. consecutively. But not four straight years the Bills lost the damn Super Bowl. So if you're a Bills fan and you still uh, like uh, believe in your team and you're trying to get the right atmosphere and you're shoveling snow and all that and your team lets you down, how can you not be distraught? Now, the Bills had their third consecutive postseason in in the divisional round. Uh, Charlie looking at his following losses to Cincinnati last year and the Chiefs in 2021. And the Chiefs uh, ended Buffalo's season for the third time in four years. You to might get so close but so far. You know, we talk about the Nolan no call, and, and, and that's definitely a ripoff. But the Buffalo Bills, not, not even talking about the officials, but your team being there. Uh, uh, Mike, it's like uh, it's like multiplied times two or three because you what they've you done. had it against the Giants and Norwood Shanks wide won right. wide right, and then it's wide right again, and wide right again with Bass. So why don't you hook it and go left? Looks no, like it like, got caught kind of with the wind and no, it actually it, pulled it out of it's there. Damn destiny. Man. Uh, against the Bills. you got to have a little bit of luck, okay? Uh, that, that's always that part about life. Bob, here's the crazy stat about Pat Mahomes. In the 40 years before Pat Mahomes became the chief starting quarterback, Kansas City was four wins, 15 losses in the playoffs. Four and 15. Since he took over as a starter, Kansas City is 13 and 3, and they've been to the AFL championship game oh, all six years as a starter. Well, well, Think well, of that. 13 well, and three in six years as a starter, and he's been to every one of the AFC championship games. Yeah, Mike, uh, advanced to six straight uh, AFC championship games. That's not an opinion. That's what happened. He's never lost a divisional round game uh, since he took over as a starter in 2018. They've now won, uh, what, five consecutive playoff games uh, since that 27-24 uh, overtime loss. Remember that against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game in the 2021 season. So, uh, you know, uh, like you were saying, uh, not even counting their Super Bowls in the postseason, 13-3? and three? No, uh, I, 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 I'm telling you, you let Pat Mahomes win another Super Bowl and I don't know if I would be able to witness this in the 21st century. You know, the Patriots and Tom Brady, Patton Mahomes has an opportunity. Look at all the adversity they've had to be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And again, that's not an opinion. Now, he still has a... a he's still a, got a, a lot a of hurdle. career left. Yeah, no, no he still has a lot of uh, career and hurdle. <laughs> now, can you beat the Ravens? And then can you win in Las Vegas, whether the Lions or the 49ers? So you still got to wait and see. But what Pat Mahomes has done, you know, the bottom line, Mike, I was telling you, that if you look at, like, the past couple of decades plus, that if you bet against Tom Brady. You ain't uh, won a much. You no, ain't won that, much. That you're losing money. <laughs> yeah. The bottom line is you bet against Pat Mahomes and you're losing money again. You might think, like, ah, oh, well, uh, I want to – I don't think he'll do it again. 
and then he does it over and over and over again. No, uh, the, the swagger and the moxie uh, of Pat Mahomes. I mean, Mike, uh, look at where they're at this year. Oh, the Chiefs, uh, it's over for him and uh, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and all that. And, and they look what they've done to get where they're at right now. Why you you always bring up about it being the ultimate team sport? This is yeah. the, this is the best defense he's ever played on, without a doubt. The Chiefs' defense is really good, really good. Now they're going to be put to the test uh, Sunday against the Ravens because Lamar. You can say, ah, we practice that. Man, you ain't practicing against nobody that can do it like what Lamar Jackson can do. Come on, that, that that's. No, that, that, unrealistic that, that, to no, believe that. No, no, he he is a different animal when you think about that. Uh, but Mike, when you look at um, from truly uh, the running back pers- perspective, like Pacheco, I mean, uh, I mean, why don't they give the ball to him more? He was averaging eight, nine yards a carry. So I'm like saying, take some pressure over Mahomes. I'm like, uh, it should be like at least twenty carries. Uh, to me, I don't that, know if he can hold up if you give him the football twenty times. Well, 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 but him and Clyde together, him and Clyde Edwards Alaire together, you could do that. Well, the same thing with uh, Gibbs. With Gibbs, and you look what he did. He had seventy-four yards rushing on nine carries, and four receptions for forty yards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if I'm Dan Cavanaugh. We gotta get uh, Jamar Gibbs. We gotta Gibbs. We gotta give him the ball more. Okay, at draft time, what did I tell you about Gibbs? Doesn't he look like a younger version of Alvin Kamara? Oh, uh, and, and he did it. They, they <laughs> he looks get, like a younger version they, they, they of they Alvin. Gotta, uh, listen, if I'm the Lions, there's no way against the 49ers he don't have 20 touches. Because I'm telling you, Mike. As a runner receiver, yeah, no, I, no, I agree with you. He had he had 13 touches, and, and Mike, he had. Okay, we said 70, what's 74 plus 40? 84, 114 yards. yards. And, Mike, think about that. On 13 touches, why wouldn't you give him 20 touches? Give him at least half a dozen more. And, and Montgomery's been the, the kind of sledgehammer guy well, uh, as the runner. He's been the sledge. I mean, uh, the, the thing is, to me, uh, if I'm looking at the Lions and Gibbs, uh, he has to get more opportunities. And then you look at Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. Same thing. He can't have 14, 15 carries because, oh, we're saving him for the rest of the season. There is no rest of the season. No, it's right now. (laughs) Those two cats got to touch the ball because they're that productive. That's it for our triple option feature. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number two of second guest right after this break. We're finishing up here in our number two of second guest. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby, 41 years ago today, a guy from Louisiana had one hell of a game in a mud bowl. Dolphins played the Jets. A.J. Dewey. Three interceptions. He set an NFL record. From the River Paris, right? Uh, three interceptions that day. He took one back 35 yards for a touchdown 41 years ago today. A.J. Dewey, man, he was a terrific defensive lineman at LSU. Then they moved him to linebacker with the Dolphins. But on that day, you got your boy Richard Todd. So, so Mike, what is A.J. Dewey doing today? You know the last I, mean? I talked to A.J., he was involved with a cruise line 
out of South Florida. Oh, that's a good gig. Uh, and he was kind of meet and greet and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, that's the last time I talked to him. It was maybe a couple years ago. But 41 years ago today, and Richard Todd, a guy that you got to play with, with the oh, Saints. Oh, yeah, with the Saints. Yeah, for uh, the New York he, threw Saints, him, yeah. <laughs> he threw him three that day. But, man, just think about that. It's, it's crazy to get one interception. Right. He got three. Yeah. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break. 